all these like legacy conversations are stupid, but if they win, it I think it eliminates all the like, oh, you know, KD was better and hitching his wagon and it was unfair. If you win before that and then go through everything they've gone through and then win after that, yeah, like that that is meaningful. I understand what Lakeup is doing, like why they didn't. I thought it was, I think still and thought it was the wrong decision to not trade the future for now. Mm-hmm. I think he owes it, owed it, owes it to those guys. Yep. Agree completely. I understand why he didn't. And by the way, he might be right because I don't think there are teams with, if the Warriors are good enough to win a title now and they are good enough, I don't know if they're going to win it, but being in the finals means they are good enough to yeah. win the NBA title. Um, Like, right, if if Jimmy Butler makes that three and Miami win, like I don't think Miami can hang with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of like chance and luck and stuff involved. Always. I is. don't. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think right. And you know, John Moran got hurt and mm-hmm. whatever, right. There's injuries all over the place. And uh, maybe, maybe GP two half the Suns had COVID when they played. Right. And maybe, maybe GP two doesn't get hurt in yeah. the Memphis series, this series is the, the, the Celtic series is different. Maybe he's a difference in game one. Like there it's all of it. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in some ways I understand why, because I think there are probably quite a few teams that would trade their young core for the Warriors young core, the Warriors young core Wiseman and Moody and Kaminga and Poole, let's say, right. Like, that's a pretty good future. I imagine there's a lot of teams that would say, oh, shit, we'll take that. But those teams are not the teams that are also desperately trying to win a title right now. So I think it all comes down to, do they win? He has not done the Warriors, you know, Steph and Clay and Draymond any favors because they do look old. Um, and they look like, you know, some help. Some help is needed, right? One more guy would help. Mm-hmm. But it just comes down to if they win. So if they win, if they win, he's right. If they lose, he's wrong. You said something that was that I, I absolutely like hammered into like into the ground. I need to, to to build on this point. But you said the whole legacy stuff is bullshit. The whole conversation around legacies is bullshit. No, 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 no. It's stupid. I don't think it's bullshit. You said I, yeah, I think you said it's stupid. Yeah. All right. Um, here's why it's stupid. It's because of owners like Joe Lacob. It's because of owners like uh, Mark Lazary in Milwaukee. It's because it's because like Lacob, if he he gets out of his own way and gets Steph the immediate help, because I think if 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 Golden State had one dude, and we don't even have to like name a dude, but if they had one more two way player, I think they are far and away better than Boston in this series. Um, and and I think if they go out and get that guy, Steph wins a championship. And and now we're having a different conversation about his legacy than we are if he loses this 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 final series, right? And mm-hmm. and the reason that the whole legacy conversation is stupid is because so much of their legacies, so much of these great player legacies is out of their control completely. Sure. You you think Giannis wanted Milwaukee to get rid of PJ Tucker after they won a championship? Probably not, man. Probably not. <laughs> I don't. I, I doubt he wanted to make the Dante Divincenzo move um, when they made that to 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 avoid eventually paying him. Malcolm Brogdon was another guy. Like they they made up for for trading Malcolm Brogdon by going out and getting Drew Holiday. But like 
these are these are things that if an owner says or a governor says that yeah i there are certain things that i am or i am not willing to do for whatever reason that might be then you know how how is it that steph should have to overcome that in order to have his legacy seen a certain way we're we're talking about legacies here michael if if kraus doesn't do kraus things when he was in chicago then we're probably talking even more crazily about Michael yes. at the end yeah. of his career. It, it's just so I, I like well, I, even stuff that is in their control. Like who who was the best player on the Warriors in 2015 when they won the title? Uh oh, pre KD, right? I was kind of yeah. yeah um, 2015 when they won the Andre Iguodala, right? <laughs> Hey, Steph said, was the, well, did you please I, I put me in the room with with you when uh, Andre Iguodala says that they gave the award to the right person there? <laughs> did you oh, see that? Did you see recently? That? Yeah, recently yeah, he got. Yeah, I mean he kind of danced around it, but like, what is he supposed to say? No, it, what is he supposed to say? It should have gone to Steph, or I it should have gone to LeBron. He, it should have gone to the guy that I'm getting credit for for holding to a 40 point triple double. Right, right. That's so. My he, point is like Steph won a title and was the driving force behind winning that title and had a very good series and because because 11 people lost their mind for 10 minutes or didn't understand what they were watching he gets penalized for something i i don't like i i enjoy the legacy like discussion but it's stupid yeah all right um I, and by the way, I hope that Lacob gets to run a victory lap here. And I hope that things do work out for the Warriors where they're able to have their cake right now and, and or eat their cake and then have it later, you know, also. Sure. It's, well, I'm, I'm breaking you up really the cliche. Like well, that's the cliche, have right? Is have your cake and eat it now. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like they would be eating it now and then they would have it later also. If, okay. if they won a championship now. Anyway, let's, let's just. I do this for a living. What kind um, of cake? <laughs> what kind of cake? I'm not a. I prefer pie to cake. Cheese. I guess cheesecake. Cheesecake is a cake. I don't like either one of them, but pie is terrible. I like pie. The crust is bad. Uh, you live in LA. You live right by the apple pan. The, the apple crust pan is bad. The I apple- do apple pie is the best pie, but the crust is bad. Give me the you've, filling. You've I, don't, I mean, I don't like sweets that much, but give me the filling. Give me an apple crumble because then the topping is good too. No. And it's just the filling in the top, the little crumble topping is good. Have you eaten the pie, at the apple pan? I have. I don't think I've had. I've had the burger there, which is also really good, but I don't the think I've had hickory The hickory burger to apple pie combo is elite. Elite. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's, uh, let's finish on this thing then. Dream on Green. Hold on, no, well, no. You're telling me the Warriors lose. I'm telling you the Warriors win tonight. I don't. I still think even if the Warriors win tonight, I think there's some problems. Um, but I think the Warriors win tonight. I thought Game Three was going to be the Celtics' best game of the series. I think Game Four is going to be the Warriors' best game of the series. Yeah, I could see it. I and it, it may still, it may not be enough. I just, I don't trust Clay, and I don't trust Poole. and the the Celtics are basically saying to Steph, like, you can go off. Take as many threes as you want. Like, here's here's what I think. And I, I know this has been begged for for a long time. But if the Celtics continue to, to guard Steph the way that they are, he needs to shoot like 23s. Like, st- stop. 
stop hoping that Clay is just this different Clay. Stop. Well, he also he also needs to play forty four minutes. Yeah. If he's physically, I mean, we, I don't know what's up with his foot, but yeah. he needs to play forty four minutes. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think the Warriors win another game in the series. I mean, if they lose tonight, I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Um, let's let's talk about Draymond. And although the Celtics are so like this, it, this series feels over for people. The Celtics have shown they are the most inconsistent team. Oh, like, for sure. So anyway, go ahead. But they have they have more guys that I trust on their team than than the Warriors do. And who like have the, won at this point? Huh. The Warriors have one at this point. Yeah, right. And, and yeah. I think the Celtics have three. I think that I trust. You know. Okay. It's, it's Tatum. The two Jays and I trust Brown and I trust Horford. I mean, same Horford you saw in Game Two. Yeah, yeah. I still, I still, I still. O for four from the field. <laughs> okay. All right. His 0 for 4 from the field just feels a lot less bad than Draymond's, like, whatever Draymond's game th- three was. Yeah. So we'll talk about, we can get into Draymond here. The Draymond thing is, he hasn't been great defensively this series. Yeah. And because the Warriors haven't been able to get out in transition enough um, and are playing in the half court, and rightfully so, Steph is having the ball basically all the time. And rightfully so, Draymond just doesn't have a function on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, and he hasn't been he hasn't been great on defense. He was good in game two. He hasn't been great on defense either. He was he was horrific in game one defensively. Yeah. Well the, the the problem that so Draymond I don't want to sound like freaking Mad Dog or or any of these other dog whistle. Ooh, we're going hot take time. Yeah, I don't. I don't want my thing with Draymond. I don't think, and I don't think anybody reputable thinks that Draymond podcasting is hurting his play or anything, or that he is like in any way distracted during these games because he eventually has to go do a live read after after the game. Like I don't think that's what's going on, but I do think the. I, I, Mike Prada made a really good point on Twitter today, and I meant to retweet it, and I and, and I, I don't have it in front of me. But the the general sense that I got from Mike was that Draymond spends so much time going at critics in his podcast because he's already hyper hypercritical of himself, and he doesn't need the extra noise of somebody saying that like Draymond's triple singles are hurting the. the t- he fucking knows that his triple singles are hurting the Warriors. Um, if he isn't good, if he isn't great defensively. And, and I think, uh, him being hyper aware of how bad he's been and not necessarily having an answer for being better than that, Mm -hmm. other than like make shots, which is not something he is very good at. And the type of defense he has to play against this, this, uh, Boston Celtics team that, just relentlessly attacks the rim. And that's like of the things that Draymond does, rim protection is is not his greatest strong suit defensively. And so like the it's such a tough matchup. And I think he's hyper aware of how bad he's been that it feels kind of quicksandish to me watching him play out there. You you see him as he's getting as he because he's also Lonzo was really good at this too, at 
understanding as the ball is in the air, making its way to that player, taking a snapshot of the court and being able to make a very quick decision so that the ball is in your hands as short amount of time as, as you could possibly have. And mm -hmm. I can kind of see it with Draymond where the ball is in the air, he takes his snapshot and it kind of, you kind of sense it with him. Like, fuck, I have to shoot. Like the thing that I'm going to have to do here is shoot or attack. And it doesn't seem like something he, he really wants to do. And, and that, of of like the intangible things that can happen over the course of a final series that's the one that makes me the nervous the most often is the player doug christie was was this dude for the for the sacramento kings when the lakers played them the ball would be on its way to him he knew he had to shoot everybody in the building knew he had to shoot and the only person who didn't want to shoot uh <laughs> at all in that building was doug christie and I think here with, with Draymond, that's where we kind of find ourselves. Where He knows he has to shoot. He knows he has to attack. But he also kind of sort of knows how it's going to go when he does those things. Yeah, look, Draymond is, like, make your list of whatever you want, however many you want. Um, top whatever. Highest IQ players yeah. of all time. Yeah. Draymond's on the list. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever the list is, Draymond's on that list. Um, and he, you're right. He knows he's been bad yes my problem isn't with the podcasting what i don't like is it's not even it's not even not that i don't like it it's what is concerning me and you mentioned it is that he may not have an answer because after game one he said i played like shit i was trash it's on me right and then he responded in game two and then in game three he was awful again and said i was played like shit i was trash Okay, <laughs> well, what happened between game two and game three? What did you forget? Yeah. Right? So either he didn't learn anything from game one, or he can't. He can't do it. Yeah. And I think those are the two most like plausible answers, and neither one of them is great for the Warriors. I think that the problem has been, like in games one, game one especially, but also in game three, He's just kind of been low energy, which yeah. is not Draymond. So that has been the concerning part to me. So I don't, I don't give a shit about the podcasting. I care that he's going in post game and saying like, I recognize this. I was terrible. And then can't consistently do anything about it. Yeah. That, it, that is the concerning part to me. The podcasting thing to me is, is, I mean, I get that he, he probably has contractual obligations you know, mm -hmm. and that's, it's, it, that plays a role here. Him doing these shows, if, if Cowherd basically is giving, um, his hosts a cut of the revenue generated by these podcasts, then it would make sense that Draymond would want to continue to do podcasts at a time when the most people want to listen to what he has to say about the certain situation. So yeah, you know, there's a financial, there's a financial aspect to this too. My only thing that I keep coming back to, and I know this is going to sound lame and all this stuff, but like, I can just imagine the look on Kobe's face or Michael's face or magic or maybe not magic. I think magic would probably still podcast, but like, like you, you can go down the line, Duncan's face, like even LeBron's face. I, I, I don't. I don't think great players after they play as poorly as Draymond has in these finals, I don't think the vast majority of them would like line up right away 
and say, oh yeah, sure, I'll hop on a pod. Like I, I just no, I, just I think don't it's yeah, it. yeah. I mean, it's like it's kind of a self awareness. Like you can when you're playing well, yeah, I think sure, it's a bad look. hop on yeah, however pods you want. But like when you're not, I I don't know. I agree, I, it's a bad look. Yeah, I I don't think it's actually impacting anything. Oh, of course I agree not. It's a no bad look. No, I also don't think that Draymond should care that it's a bad look. Yeah, if he's but making money, I, he's making money. But I do agree that it's like it doesn't. It feels kind of off. But I don't yeah. like. I don't give a shit. Play better, <laughs> dude. Just if play he played, be- if he played better, I'd I'd be fine with him recording four podcasts that night. I don't care. Like, do do whatever victory laps you want after yeah, you play even, well. Even but when you play as poorly well as he has, the Warriors like, lose. Like, to me, it's not about the it's not about the loss so much. Yeah, it's that he isn't doing anything. Like, yeah, just play better. I don't care. Win, lose, podcast. Don't play better. Yeah. Period. <laughs> yeah. Like. That answers all of these questions. Play better, right? Also, he had in Game Seven, right, he, uh, the finals where he got suspended and the Cavs came back from three-one. He had, I think, it was like thirty-two seven and fifteen or something in Game Seven, and the Warriors lost. I mean, like, go podcast, fine, but like, play better. Yeah. <laughs> um. While we're on kind of the subject of podcasting, Draymond's podcast, we have JJ Redick out there has a podcast. CJ McCollum is obviously kind of yeah, he signed with ESPN. Yeah, he's gearing towards yeah. his his post playing career, and um, we're seeing all kinds of money. Like I guess Tom Brady's going to get like three hundred something million dollars to say nothing. For, I believe it's three fifty over <laughs> ten years. Something yeah. ridiculous for for. Uh, whatever channel, I think that was a Fox decision. Fox, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that there's a bunch of money being filtered into into the content uh, machine. Um, shouts to Vox, and 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 I think, uh, I think what I have found interesting with CJ in particular here has been like his general approach to it, where he'll say something. And after he says something or he's getting ready to say something, he will reach out to the player that he's going to say that thing about. And, um, yeah, Haynes, Chris Haynes had a story about that, about uh-huh. him talking to Draymond. Yeah. Him and pre- telling Draymond that he thought the Celtics were going to win the series. Right. And, and obviously Draymond responded the way that you would expect Draymond to. It's like, I don't yeah. care. Whatever. I have, no, he said, he said, those are going to be, many they're going to be ringless just like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so, so CJ is in kind of a tough spot here because he's the union head and mm-hmm. the union head is not going to go out there and be super hot takey about, um, members of the union that he, right. that he runs or that he he's not going to do the, uh, he's not going to do the Pat Bev. Probably not going to be Paul. Pat Bev out there. Right. Um, and I, I've found it really interesting here to see the kind of different directions that former players are going in as they want to get a piece of this, this analysis pie. And you have Patrick Beverly, whose direction that he took was, Oh, I'll just light a torch to this whole damn thing. I'll burn it all down and I'll profit on the other end of it. Um, JJ Redick has been more of like the nuanced kind of uh, combative of the hot takey people, right? He's mm-hmm. gone uh, viral a couple times over for going at Stephen a going at mad dog, Mm-hmm. And and that's been interesting to see. Kendrick Perkins has has really carved out a a, a niche of, of for himself off of his personality and 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 like people 
people compare uh, Draymond to Barkley, I actually think Perk has more in common with Barkley than than uh, Draymond personally, and 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 so on and so forth, basically, right? Jalen Rose, you know, is 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 phenomenal in in his own right. And, and my personal favorite is Tim Legler for his ability to, to, to look at the X's and O's and, yeah, and really yeah. teach people about the game. And I found it really interesting, like the, the different directions that, that former players are going in as they try to do this. And I still though, like Legler again is, is kind of my favorite, but he's kind of pushed off to the side. He is. And, and I, I want to, I'm curious, I'm legitimately curious what you think about this, Aaron, like why? Why is it that the NBA in particular, the the NBA's corporate partners are just not at all interested with teaching their audience about the X's and O's about the game? Because the the NFL does that constantly. They Much have better, all, yeah. they have Much, they have a bunch yeah. of people. Yeah. who have built platforms on teaching NFL fans a much tougher game, by the way, to understand than basketball. Um, baseball has the analytics movement. We have so many people explaining the evolution of the game as it has happened. I don't watch hockey, so I don't know how that goes. Golf has done, golf has done, dove uh, into the, the analytics movement, and they've done so much technologically so that while you're watching these guys play, you can understand, like, you, they have the ball tracer now and all these things. And yet basketball is just kind of stuck in say the thing the loudest and you will get the biggest platform. And I, I'm curious why you think that might be. My, well, let's, let's um, first of all, like differentiate. I think there's a difference between former players and current players. Okay. Um, other than, other than Pat Bev, I think they're <laughs> like, I think it is, I think that is, that is different. I agree with you. Legler is really good. Um, but it's you're right. It seems like he only you know gets does his two minute breakdown with SVP, and that's basically it. I don't know the answer to that. I think you're right. Um, I think part of it maybe I don't know the answer, but I think part of it maybe that I think the NBA has done as good of a job, a better job than any other sport of capturing uh, a younger audience and have positioned themselves on social media much better mm. than any of the other leagues. And so I think like, especially like you don't hear about, there's no NFL Twitter, or if there is, I don't know it, right. There's no MLB Twitter. There is an NBA Twitter mm -hmm. and Twitter because well, for various reasons seems to be about like getting these takes off. Yeah. And so you're right. There isn't a lot of nuance in basketball coverage. It's about hot takes and it's about uh, getting these jokes off. It's and like, yeah, go ahead. Well, like I watch, I watch the ESPN's presentation of the finals, right? And you have Stephen A. on there, and you have uh, I forget the bar. Will Bond, Michael Will Bond. Well, yeah, yeah. You have Will Bond. Sometimes you have Magic. Sometimes you have Jalen Rose, Jaylen, and then the, yeah. the jar of mayonnaise that I, I can't remember his name. And and like what? Who's the the white oh, dude? Oh, uh, Mike Greenberg, right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The he's jar a of man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want ranch dressing? Do you prefer ranch dressing? Like vanilla like ice cream? I, no, I don't like either. Banana? Like we could just <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, mayonnaise is just I don't eat mayonnaise. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't I like. Don't, I don't like ranch either. But I don't understand why Mike awful. Greenberg gets all of the opportunities he does. I don't know. I don't find him interesting at all. But know. anyway, um, they 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 have done this thing where we're watching a fascinating series here between the Warriors and Boston Celtics. Like it's it's such mm-hmm. a the basketball that we're watching is is incredible. We have so many people, whether it's Nikias, whether it's um, you just go on down the line. Mo uh, Doc Hill is mm-hmm. is, is uh-huh. doing great, doing great work in analyzing the 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 mm-hmm. series. And I there's a bunch of people that I'm I'm forgetting. There are ways to and and by Steve the way, Jones. Steve Jones. Thank you. That's the, that's the name I was forgetting. Um, there are ways to and all of their content, by the way, is hugely pop- popular, right? Like we've seen Nikias, his career has just skyrocketed mm-hmm. for for being able to explain this game. Zach Lowe his career like he is the goat right now i think when it comes to basketball analysis and it's because he can explain the game and and i'm just sitting here and i I just you you on the the nba's biggest platform during the time where more people are watching the nba than ever their corporate partner thinks that at halftime and before the game and after the game the thing that the nba audience wants to hear is some iteration of Stephen A or Michael Wilbon or Magic or Jalen just basically say so-and-so needs to step up and that's the extent of the analysis. It's just, it's, it's, it's a terrible look for the NBA, I think. Okay, so I used to uh, work in sports radio, mm-hmm. um, a little bit in TV, but people used to say all the time, right? Like, why don't you talk about my team or why don't you talk about this sport Mm -hmm. and i would say you guys and the answer to that is you guys the audience are producing the show Mm -hmm. we are talking about what you want to hear how do i know that because we can look at ratings and that is what it's i agree with you it's bad and there is no we haven't even tried the uh, another thing though the nba has never even tried you're right you're right. But like, I agree. Tim Legler is probably the best. There's a reason why he is not used more than he is because, and, and I think it's a short sighted, I think it's a short sighted mm-hmm. view, but like what is ESPN's top rated show forever is well, I, it like, that's not true. Their top rated show is uh, Will Bond and uh, PTI, mm-hmm. which is basically doing the same thing with just the volume toned down a little bit. Yeah. But like first take is a huge success. Why? Because that's what people want. I agree with you that it is a short sighted view and it's not great for the game long term. But they are doing these things because they are trying to get eyeballs right now. Right. Like I think is is I think inside the NBA is the best show on television. But it's also not a basket. I don't think it's a basketball show. I think it is a, like, it's a live it's comedy. It's a show. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just it's comedy. It's a show, yeah. It's hilarious, and I enjoy it. It's, like, framed around basketball, kind of. You're not learning anything about it. They do, all of these networks and the NBA do this because it works. Why does anybody do anything? Because it works. But we have Now, long-term, I don't know that it's a great strategy, but, the, but, but it works. But again, though, like, all right, so inside the NBA is a little different because... I, it's it's not a basketball show. It's a show at all. You know, 
I actually think when it's up for Emmys, it should go up against like other best comedy shows. Like it, not best sports show, but and it could win. It it probably could. Incredible. Yeah. Um, but so so like that aside, okay. And and by the way, to to TNT and to Turner's credit, they are trying to bring in like Wade and Candace Parker. And they do sprinkle in a little bit of Shaq, right, to bring some of the the the, the kind of theatrics of of um, inside the NBA to their Tuesday shows, but like for but they're bringing those people in not because they're like, does Dwayne Wade know the game? Of course he does, but, but like you're not getting analysis from him either. He's there because of his name. Well, sure, but, but like we're still getting it's better analysis than like. Shaq and Chuck provide when they're screaming at each other about the rings that Shaq does and the rings that Chuck does not have. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be some furniture. <laughs> it's it's funny. Here. It's, it is it's funny. So, so but so like, good. like my problem, my problem with the ABC show right now is that it is neither funny or informative. Like you got to do I, one I, or I the agree. other. It's, I agree. It's just bad. I it's agree. just, you have, you have Mike Greenberg there who hasn't said an interesting thing in his entire career. You have Mike Wilbon there who's the second half of his career has just been telling athletes to shut up. And then you have Jalen Rose there who like, you, he wants to get up for the moment, but he always just kind of, he hits kind of a governor on his, on his, on his car. And then he just kind of like, <laughs> you, got, you, got, out. you got him driving the U-Haul. Yeah, like, yeah. This, this shit ain't going above and, 60. Yeah. And then, and then, and then you have Stephen A like trying to wake up everybody who's watching that show by being full Stephen A, but nobody's really w- willing to meet him up there. So like what makes inside the NBA so special is that you have Chuck who's willing to go zero to a hundred and you have Shaq who's willing to go zero to 101 if need be. And these guys will meet up there and it's on EJ and Kenny to try to figure out what else is going on. By the way, EJ is the magic to that show. He is, he is, but like, but, but right now what you have with the ABC thing is just like Stephen A screaming at people and trying to get the other three or four guys there to wake up. And, and we're just left here saying like, all right, I guess I can just go to the bathroom because I'm not going to hear a damn thing while while these guys are talking. Yeah. So, Sorry, Disney. I'm never going to get hired by you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's like a bigger point here, which is, and this isn't specific to the NBA. This is like the embrace debate stuff, I think yeah. is like kind of silly because there isn't any credibility necessary um, yeah, like whoa, whoa, whoa! People, people are Aaron, people are meeting. What, what we are not going to start doing on this show is demanding credibility because <laughs> then I do not have a job. <laughs> so, like, I don't. All right, my issue with it is, or one of my issues with it is, nobody can really know enough about. I mean, basically, these all these shows talk about is the NFL and the NBA, but they are about like these people why why is so someone's um is someone's in pit why is someone's hot take important to me why are they credible why should i care what so-and-so has to say because they have told me that person is a star Mm -hmm. like i don't there's there's too much going on there's too much there's too much to keep track of like why do i i I don't want to pick on him but like why do I care what sh- what uh, Shannon Sharp says about LeBron? What like I've never watched football, that show. He's a football player. I've never watched their show. I, I care what he has to say about football? you know whatever 
Gronk or he was an incredible tight end. Yeah. I care what he has to say about football. No, he'll understand like locker room dynamics. Mm-hmm. But like what what authority does he have about basketball? Like, I don't give a shit what you say about basketball. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, like Stephen A, whatever about his basketball, whatever. Right. But at least he covered the game and has mm-hmm. been in like covered for 20 years. He's co- been around the NBA and covering it. Same with Wilbon. Right. So like I don't necessarily care what they have to say about breaking down a game either, but at least they have like some basis of knowledge. What is like what does Shannon Sharp know about basketball? So and it's not like so I think they are being put in position because they are names and stars like we are going to get the names or get people that people want to watch and hopefully like try to get them up to speed on stuff. But like, I don't care what an athlete from one sport, an ex-athlete, like why do I care what Kendrick Perkins has to say about the NFL or baseball? Like that is just foreign to me. I don't get it, but it's, I I also don't think it's going in another direction. So I don't want to go too much further down this path because people are going to start asking, wait, why do I care what these guys have to say? And then we just ruined our careers. So, <laughs> so we got we to gotta, we gotta end this thing here. Um, all right. I, in the interest of full disclosure here, and Aaron, I don't want to put you in an awkward spot. So if you want to okay. peace out, you can peace out. Um, I am a part of Vox's union. WJE, WGA East um, is the union that I'm a member of. Our contract runs out on Sunday night at midnight Eastern. And if uh, no new contract is in place, I, Harrison, Sabrina, and you know a lot of the, everybody else across SB Nation who is also a part of this union, we will be on strike. We will we will not have a contract that we will be working on. Um, so that means no lowdown that day, no AI show that day, no spaces on Tuesday if the if the strike continues. Nothing, none of none of the content that I directly have a play a role in will will happen so long as a strike continues. Um, I want to go on the record and say um, I want to say this publicly that I have been a contractor in this spot and as and 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 knowing what it feels like to have people negotiating something that will not impact me and have them ask me to put my career my platform on hold while they do so felt kind of shitty and so as a result uh the taco tuesday guys uh, jacob on sunday um you know uh, if if aaron and, and raj decide to get together and 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 record an i love basketball or something like that all all the more for them i'm not going to demand any kind of solidarity here um i would appreciate it but i would never demand it having been in that position before um and and all I ask, and I and I understand that you're probably listening, and if you're listening still to this point, uh, thank you. But um, I understand this dude who gets to hop on here and talk about the Lakers and make a living the way that I do um, is not exactly the messenger that you necessarily care about when it comes to livable wages and stuff. But if I can just kind of try to humanize it in the way in this way, this morning. This morning, I uh, I did a, a a virtual tour of a um, of a childcare for Avery, and uh, I live in Texas. I live about three ish hours away from Uvalde, um, and 
I said on the lowdown after that, I, I just begged for somebody to do something. And I am still terrified of sending Avery off into the public here in the state, given the way that the people in charge feel about kids' lives or the way that they don't feel about them. And uh, the childcare that I looked at this morning was the safest in the area. And it was heartbreaking to sit there and have to explain to Jen that, no, I think we're going to have to find one that is cheaper because we can't afford this right now. Um, so to basically have to uh, feel less safe sending my daughter off into the world is terrifying. And I'm one of the lucky ones, by the way, at the union. There are people who, who, are, who are negotiating who can't pay rent. There are people who are negotiating as part of this union who, you know, have to, the, 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 basically for childcare, we could decide not to send Avery to childcare. And we have options there because I work from home. But for some of these people, they have to choose between eating and not eating. And, and all, I, all I ask is if you see a Vox union tweet out there, hit the hit the r tweet uh the, the 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 retweet button or the like button or just engage ask jim bankoff why he or pam wasserstein why she a billionaire can somehow tell people that it's okay that they continue to generate content that has allowed vox to um acquire multiple companies over the last year um why they should continue to do so below livable incomes um so that's my spiel. If you want to engage, cool. If you don't want to, I also understand that given the messenger that I am right now. But um, if you can find it in your heart to do so, I would really greatly appreciate it. And I hope that this strike, I don't, I, look, I'm going on strike because I owe it to the rest of the union. I owe it to my family to stand up for the income that I believe that I deserve. And, and, um, I want it to, however, be as short as possible so I can get right back on here and do the things that I love. I love what I do. I, I tell you guys this all the time. I am blessed beyond belief to do what I do. And that doesn't mean, though, that I'm willing to do it for below market value simply because uh, I, the, 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 the fact that this is a dream come true uh, can be used as leverage against me. So that's going to do it for this episode here on The Hook. That's going to do it for this episode's, this, this week's episodes here on the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. And I hope I talk to you guys soon. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Larry Marshall. This was Roll.